0: Line of offense with your hosts Michelle Anderson and John Parmar. Welcome to TLO Show Number Four Zero, number which four, in John's geez. you know concept of time, this is death. We are at it, death it is at this death. Point.
1: It, yeah, we're at death now. It can only go downhill from here.
0: Yeah. Hey, are you playing Pokemon Go by any chance?
1: No, I'm not. Oh. I uh, for me, it's more like Pokemon. No, because I'm
0: not really interested. Wow. You know what I did there. Yeah, I, I if I wish I had symbols, because that would have been. I'm playing. I have no <laughs> no qualms in saying that at all. I am a 33 year old man. It? I love it. It you is fantastic. It, huh? I've discovered all kinds of things about my neighborhood. There's a waiting pool that I didn't know existed. There's no yeah. one there, and it was just it was fantastic. Huh. You know, eating no. joints that I didn't know existed. <laughs> <It's> just... Joints. <laughs> well, not literally. Like I'm not sitting there consuming joints of marijuana. Okay. I would. Uh, I wouldn't put it past you, but okay. That, that's how I get my high. I don't. Yeah, I knew just it. I knew it. Smoke it. I eat it. You eat which it. Is yeah, exactly. Actually, a joke from Popstar, that new Andy Samberg movie, which I also okay. watched. Okay. It's a delight. It's quite hilarious.
1: And like, is it? Is it like really good? Like, should I go watch it? I mean, I think it's, you no, should watch is... it. It's
0: pretty funny. I don't think okay. it's. uh... One for the ages, but it's good. Okay, especially okay. if you don't like Justin Bieber, <laughs> which I don't. So yeah, that'd be great. Okay, awesome. Okay, right, so um speaking about things that Canada doesn't necessarily want anymore. Oh, um, that's, that's a good me. one. Did you like that, was, that
1: one? Yeah, that was. I didn't see that coming at all. No, eh.
0: I know yeah. you love him. Um yeah. So we have a terrible exchange rate in Canada. Yes, we oh, do. Even not just the terrible exchange rate; is our dollar it is worth. Nothing. Nothing. Well, yeah, I
1: think it's at, what, 70-something cents U.S.? Uh, if that.
0: Last I looked, I think it was at around 78 cents to the American dollar.
1: But wow. who knows at this point, yeah.
0: right? Like, that could yeah. change
1: within hours. Which is still good for manufacturing, let's just be honest with you. Right? Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. Export are great. Yeah. yeah, but it's not good if you're running a business that has expenses in U.S. currency. That's right. Yeah.
0: So you want to frame what we're going to talk about here? Yeah, so we've talked about this
1: before. I think once it was more in terms of um, you know this. I think I mentioned it because it was about unions or whatnot. But basically, sure. the NHL how it yeah. operates. I think it's and I know you mentioned that it's one of two leagues, but you know it's got team. It's got a significant portion of its league. Seven of the thirty teams are in. Canada, you know, uh, and the rest are in the States, so obviously you have two different currencies uh, generating your revenues, and you know what, unfortunately for the NHL, it's, it's not like it's one team that operates, they're like in the uh, NBA, it's, you know, All right, fair a, a enough. significant yeah. portion, and this is a big portion too, because I think some of the most valuable teams are actually up north, you know, Toronto two, and Montreal. Yeah,
0: two of the top three. Two of the
1: top, I'd say two of the top three, and they're both, and they earn their revenues in Canadian dollars. But the problem is the NHL, and it's not really a problem because it makes sense that they standardize how players get paid on, in the newest CBA, um, not the newest, but in the CBA, with the, and you know all the all the players get paid in American dollars. Mm-hmm. So for American teams, this doesn't pose a problem because you're earning revenue in American dollars, and then you're paying teams in American dollars, to the players in American dollars. So that's not a big deal. But for Canadian teams, obviously, you know if you're earning revenue in the loonie, and then you pay them in the greenback, which, in case you guys don't know, greenback's a, a term. For the US for the American
0: dollar, dollar
1: cuz it's green it's green yeah exactly and they love their weed down there as evidenced by Denver Colorado uh <laughs> but if you know one city, it's it just states. a huge, a huge disparity there because the teams earn money in the loony and then they have to pay in the American dollars, which obviously poses problems. So yeah. I'll let you take this away, Mitch. You know why is this such a huge deal? Like I don't know if it, I think it's obvious, but in case there's any yeah. less educated people out there, do you want to explain? Or? Well, so
0: obviously the biggest deal here is is the disparity between the two. So at this yeah. point, the Canadian dollar is worth less than the American dollar. Yeah, at exactly. this point, like we said, I think it's at 78, 79 cents. We'll just say it's at 78 cents to the American dollar. Well, yeah. that's 22 cent difference, right, for every dollar. And when you're paying in millions, you aggregate that out and you're losing millions. So to convert Canadian dollars into American dollars, you're losing a big chunk of change that yep. you didn't have to lose otherwise, right? Exactly. Like if you had to pay them in Canadian dollars, you wouldn't lose that money because you were just paying them in Canadian dollars. Yeah. But with that being said, if you pay $8.5 million to someone in Canada and someone can make $8.5 million U.S., well, that's a big difference for them as well in their pockets.
1: Mm-hmm. that's very true um, and of course so- that's like without even talking about the, the fees and the uncertainties around that's right. so it's not a huge deal when the loonie was doing really well you know like a
0: close to parity yeah,
1: what, close to parity or even above par with the yeah. US dollar no, that was that's fine. the thing when and it's I above
0: think- par the script is flipped
1: yeah and you know what it makes it, um, Canadian teams more competitive because then they can buy more and, and that's great for them but obviously and a lot of Canadian teams I think are smaller market teams so having this a little bit of an oh. advantage over like where they're paying based on their expenses are lessened because of the dollar being above par that's great but of course that's not going to last because the u.s is just so much bigger and such a you know they're not really based on manufacturing like the canyon dollar is like the canyon dollar is based almost exclusively on oil and other manufacturing goods so yeah
0: sure okay and well, I, I just want to throw
1: another problem here or not even a problem is that the, if, if i was the canyon government i would not want the canyon dollar to go up i want it at 70 cents u.s because it means people are going to buy my goods
0: yeah, yeah as far stuff. as like exports are concerned, sure. we're
1: hey, we're an export driven economy though. Like we are solely are, Yeah, but the... see
0: that's the thing you keep saying manufacturing. this isn't itself, but like we're the, the biggest only export for us or natural resources. Amongst
1: the G eight though, we're the only country that's a, a hair a, like a wholly an exporting nation. Like we ex we are a net exporter of manufacturing. Yeah. Of, but like, again,
0: we export the one thing that we have the most of, which are yeah, natural exactly. resources. But I'm just
1: telling you that because of that, there's an inherent Desire to keep the loonie lower.
0: Sure, but like low is, is good, but you don't want it seventy-seven cents or lower. You want uh, it around I would eighty that. cents.
1: You could have it a bit higher, but I think the guinea government much rather have it below par than above it.
0: Yeah, I don't think I so don't because, think- like, like, like I, I say in my piece, is that your purchasing power parity is tied with the exchange rate. There's a positive influence from both. So as the exchange rates go down, uh, the price or the worth of your goods go down as well, right? So like you're paying less because the things aren't worth as much anymore.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you look at the states, and I mean, this is getting a sidetrack here, but I think it's just a point that the Canadian dollar, we can at least establish that the NHL has no influence on whether the Canadian dollar was up or oh, down. Oh, yeah, obviously It's, it's not. a totally macroeconomic factor that even the Canadian government doesn't necessarily have full control over. Like, they yeah. can raise the uh, interest rate or print money, but that's not going to really...
0: So that's why, in both of our cases, what, what we're coming out here to do is just say, okay, well, how does the NHL fix this they do systemic have to fix this. problem? Because I think yeah, we can exactly. both agree there's a problem. Well, there, there is a problem. It's playing with the revenues that are clearly part of the league, right? And everything yeah. is shared now. So yeah. that, that ties into players' salaries. But so even more players important. Players have a better interest. But you're right. They can't just, yeah. you know, go up to Justin Trudeau's office and say, hey, buddy, do you mind, like, just, you know, jacking up the exchange rate? Oh, yeah, yeah sure, buddy. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> like, that's the even though working.
1: Justin, I'm sure, would do that, because he seems like the kind of guy who would just listen to any Tom, Dick, and Harry on the street. But... You know, uh, the, uh, point the biggest, the biggest problem with the, with the Canadian dollar isn't necessarily even the fact that you know the exchange rate causes a disparity in revenues. What it, the biggest problem is the cap. So the, the salary cap is based well, that, on a complex thing. formula. I assume it's a. Well, it might be the same thing, but I think I don't think we exactly hit on the head that. Okay. You know, the cap is the big problem here, and
0: um, is it derivative of the revenue?
1: It's. Yeah, it is a derivative of the revenue, but we didn't, we didn't, you know, outright mention that the cap's what's really getting affected here. So I just thought I'd okay. make it obvious for people. Oh,
0: okay, sorry. Yeah, no, it's
1: okay. You can you can apologize again later on when I...
0: Yeah, uh, definitely, I, I will.
1: Basically, the cap is, I think it. I don't know the exact formula. I don't think anyone really knows the exact formula. The NHL yes, has there it. is a
0: formula. I don't, a formula. I don't have it in front of okay, me. Okay, so there's,
1: there's a formula, but I think it's based off of, like, a lot I'm of the values and stuff. Yeah. So, obviously, the cane exchange rate has a huge impact on that. Because it's not like it's just one team that is... Part of this, you know, it's seven big teams and two of the biggest teams in your league. And you could argue two of the biggest teams. Um, So obviously the Canadian exchange rate is going to affect the cap. And that's one of the biggest reasons, even Bettman goes on and says this, is that the cap doesn't increase as much as you expect it to by, like, what, maybe 2% if that? Um, If something like that. Yeah, then it's because, you know, the, the Canadian dollar is just... Dragging it down, and that's a problem because players' salaries—everyone is noticing—they're increasing at exponential rate. You know, it's not uncommon to see eight years, eight million dollars anymore.
0: No, but even then, like the cap went up, not necessarily because they were getting more revenues. There's also inherent in the cap calculation, like you're saying, there is a five—I think it's a five percent um, bump that players can give, so they're able to say, okay, well, we want to add five percent to the increase to the. Um, to the cap itself, and they they get to vote on that as players. If the if or if not, they they want to do that every year. Yeah,
1: but and of I course, they
0: added that. So like, I, I don't think revenues went up only by two percent. I don't think they really went no, up. No, the cap, the cap, cap went, up only by 2%. went up. I know, yeah. but I'm saying the cap only went up not because revenues went up, but because players in, um, enacted their five percent increase. Well, yeah, look, the
1: Canadian so. team sucked, and you know what? This isn't a study we're going to talk about, but could it be that it, because the exchange rate? I think we talked about this once before. You know, you never know. Like, Canadian teams can't be as competitive when the exchange rate's so low because they. Don't have enough money. Uh, and there's also the fact that, you know, it's just that revenue went down also because, you know, Rogers' deal didn't really work out so well. There's a whole bunch of factors, but basically the biggest thing is the exchange rate, I think, is a, it's a factor to the NHL. I think we both agree on this that they have to find a way to
0: address. Well, exactly. So, they, how do they actually address it as the case? Without so it, they go and say like, "Well, they should just print more money," or so "They should not print money." Like, they can't change yeah. macro. We can Reagan agree the, the uncertainty is what's
1: killing them because they don't know, right? So, because they don't control yeah. the exchange rate. That's I mean, right. Batman's a pretty smart guy, but I don't think. Well, he no can one
0: control. has literal control over the. exchange No, there's rate not like some mastermind doing this. Yeah. Unless
1: you're like a Zionist and you believe in all this like theories and stuff, but
0: or you're you know, like China, who has a fixed exchange rate. Right? They yeah. set it. Canada doesn't he, he have can, that. Yeah, you can do that, but that's not a very that's wise not very economic good. That's policy. not very
1: wise at all. Yeah. Um, so, Mitch, I'll let you go first. Why don't you discuss what you so like the. Main premise here, we both agree something has to be changed to kind of make sure the NHL can get rid of this uncertainty. So I'll let you yeah. start away. So we you. start
0: this part already a little bit different than when usually, because usually we just disagree on everything wholesale yeah. from start to finish. But we agree we, here we that can, something we agree on in the hair,
1: inherent problem. It's the solution that we yeah. don't necessarily we agree We both
0: on. also agree that both of our solutions aren't necessarily easy to enact or can be enacted for any. Like, it's not no. just like Gary Batman's going go, oh, yeah, to go to the CLO sure. and that's a super smart idea. I'm going to go do this tomorrow. <laughs> I wish. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. The idea here is that we're presenting solutions um, that that could start the ball rolling on the on, on something. Yeah. Um, now this also has the caveat that if the exchange rate bounces back tomorrow, well, then you know there's no debate. But assuming that the exchange rate stays, like you pointed out in your piece, it doesn't get any better than what it is now. Yeah. What do they do? So my solution, when we'll get to years later, like you said, my solution was have a floating cap. So the difference of the exchange rate here is that. Seventy-seven cents to the, to the American dollar, right? For yeah. Canadian teams or for the Canadian dollar. So that's a twenty-two cent, cent difference. twenty-three
1: cent difference, whatever. whatever. Right.
0: So a twenty-two percent difference, right? Yeah. You add that to the cap, so one hundred twenty-two percent for Canadian teams. So if the cap is set at seventy-three million, like it is this, so year, you increase their cap
1: by twenty-two percent.
0: That's right, and they spend and pay in Canadian dollars. So, but then if you're paying
1: in Canadian dollars, then you have to fix a lot, obviously. Because uh, like you what? have to rewrite the CBA, because then the players yeah. who go to Canada, they can't be, they're currently they're legally obligated to pay. Absolutely. But listen, dollars.
0: we already know there's going to be a work shortage in a couple of years. So, like, what's the big deal here? They're going to have to rewrite the CBA anyways.
1: <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. I'm just saying, though, that, you know, you would have to change the CBA. Absolutely. And also, if I was a player, uh, I mean, it didn't stop players in the past from going to Canada. I don't know if I'd no. prefer being paid in the Canadian dollar. I think I'd rather be paid in American dollars. Well, so hey, that, that's I mean, the
0: thing that I got to in my article as well, is going, okay, yeah. if I'm a, a player playing in Canada being paid in American dollars, I still have to change that currency over when I go and yeah, buy things. Yeah, that's very true. Because, yeah, you, you can go and pay for things in American dollars anywhere you want in Canada, but they don't have a fair, accurate portrayal of what the exchange rate is either. You go to Tim Hortons, they just have the exchange rate from whatever. Yeah, they and and you change it have a debit per card.
1: Hour. Generally, they charge you the exchange rate for you when you're doing, like, a transaction. So yeah, that's plus it an admin fee, right? Like,
0: if yep. you go and pay for anything, let's say in Europe, every time you use that debit card, there's a $5 fee depending on what your bank. Yep. So, like, that's $5 on top of whatever. You could be buying a pop or a bottle of wine in France for a dollar, and it costs you 6 bucks because they had to change from euros to canadian dollars
1: yep that's very true so i do think that it would make living easier for sure because like you wouldn't have to go and exchange you could just so
0: they're already going to be bumping so 8.5 million in u.s dollars would be what if we're if we're doing a 22 22 something million and so yeah i'm just going to do it real quick on my calculator 8.5 times 0.22 is plus 188.7 so 10.37 million is the the cap it for someone in canada if, let's say, they trade that person to an American team, well, then it goes back down to 8.5. Now, the only problem with this, and it's going to be the same thing for you, is that what happens if the exchange rate changes? Goes up, this yeah. cap doesn't change. Like this, You can't change this guy's cap hit. Well, oh, you mean like midway through
1: the season? At any Maybe. point, even next year, right? Like so, so let's say
0: you set the exchange rate July 2nd, and I said July okay. 2nd because... Well, of, yeah, I
1: read your, your piece, yeah. Canada
0: Day is July 1st, and yeah. everything's closed. Yeah. Uh, you set it on July 2nd, on July 2nd's exchange rate, the high mark of the exchange rate, and you say, okay, well, this is the cap hit for Canadian teams going forward. What happens come December if it bounces all the way up to parity? What happens then? Well, the, the cap next year will, that, will change come July 2nd. And but for we'll the year, obviously, it's...
1: And first off, I just want to put out, I think you'd want it before July 1st because that's free agency. So I think you would want to choose a date that's before the... Like the biggest yeah, I, I was hit just hit picking here. a date. No, I know. We... I'm just saying that for people out there that we're we're not ignoring it. He just picked a date, but I mean, I, theoretically, you'd want it like maybe June first or something like sure. that, just after the seventh And so I see your point that like if let's say miraculously, I don't know, suddenly Canada like there's a huge oil shortage. So obviously, then the price of oil goes up in Canada, which isn't you know crazy because the exact opposite happened in Canada where our currency dropped by forty cents the because the oil was you know there's a surplus of it. So let's say the oil suddenly drops uh, and rises in price, then you know, let's say the dollar goes up to par or above par. I, yeah. I don't know if you could just suddenly switch the cap half of the season. You can't do that,
0: obviously. Uh, well, uh-huh. Based on what I wrote, I said no. Yeah. Just because, like, that, even in, in the current setup of the league, if revenues increase halfway through the year, they sign a crazy new TV deal. Well, it doesn't take into effect right away, right? It happens no, the next true. year.
1: Because then currently, wouldn't that mean that Canadian teams, their cap is technically supposed to be less than U.S. dollars? If the, if they're, like, your, if the Canadian revenue goes up, Above par, that means their cap should be less than what U.S. teams have, correct, in Canadian dollars?
0: Well, if theirs is less, their dollar is worth less, yeah. right? Yeah, so, no, I mean, so if their dollar's is worth more. more.
1: No, no, if the Canadian dollar goes up above oh, par. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the, technically, their cap is actually below what the U.S. cap is in Canadian dollars, That's right. right.
0: Like, the American dollars, if that's the pair, if that's the, yeah. the basis for everything, then yeah, yeah of course. God, uh, that'd be up, so weird.
1: I mean, just, you... I know, I, what I like about your system, though, and I'll give you the credit for this, is I think in business, everyone wants to spend and spend and make money in the same currency. You don't yeah. want to have to deal with exchange fees um, and the exchange rates. So I think it does eliminate that. There's obviously a lot of problems with, with your system, too. You have to rewrite contracts, you'd have to, and That's obviously right. this thing, like, if the cap goes above, what are you going to do? Because technically, you know, inherent in this is that Canadian teams are playing above the cap. So is there an inherent advantage for American teams? Probably, but then for a Canadian team, it's probably. But then again, American teams have an inherent advantage now in that they get they earn and spend in the same currency. So
0: yeah, I I don't necessarily think it gives them an advantage. I think it brings them on equal footing, at least close to. I think the disadvantage is still there because you have you still have that uncertainty, right? Whereas you always know what the American cap is going to be, whereas Canadians. Where it comes for Canadian teams, you don't always know where the cap. Yeah, is so be. the American it's cap in. will be will be fixed. Yeah, I'll give you that. It's just so big, players might still look at that and go, "There's uncertainty there. I don't know what I can be paid if I go there. If I, you know, if I'm in, in the last year or before last year of free agency, or before I hit free agency, maybe I don't want to be traded to Canadian team
1: because yes. I don't know what I'm
0: going to be paid. It might be even less. So you know what? I'm going to yep. stick away from that.
1: So what you're suggesting, I just want to make sure I get this clear, so yeah. the cap, like the formula doesn't change, there's still like a cap in US dollars, that stays fixed, you say, it's the same cap, all it changes, you're converting that cap into the equivalent in Canadian dollars, so like right. Canadian teams have something to work with.
0: That's right.
1: I don't disagree with that system, there's obviously problems, uh, you know, I thought I would disagree a lot more than I, I would, I think the biggest, flaw, <laughs> the biggest, I don't like it entirely because I think there would be problems obviously with contracts, because the biggest yeah. thing for me is that there's, you have to totally just destroy the CBA, and I don't think... Well, I don't
0: think you need to totally destroy the whole CBA. You need to change anything for pensions. There's one clause in the whole CBA that says you have to be paid in America. But then there's also
1: problems. I think that uh, that I I mentioned this in a past article is that currently NHL players' pensions, if if people don't know, they are based on the U.S. system. So that for people going into like, like either if you go into U.S. or Canada, there's no difference in your pension. So they're based the same. But if you do this system, would you have to change how the pensions are worked too? Because now you're making it a lot more localized. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. you are definitely... still
0: paying into it, right? You're paying into it based on Canadian dollars, but yeah. you're giving it to a pension fund. Who gets no, but to... Canadian
1: the Canadian market has like a bigger, like more of a limit on how much you can put in.
0: Right. That's just the legalities of it. right? Yeah.
1: So would you have to change that because now or you're to you do whatever? You can't change
0: that because that's the law in Canada. No, no. It's I not mean, a, a written rule based on the yeah, NHL. But, they're just adopting um, Canadian. The rules.
1: CBA has now in, ensures that it's equal between American and uh, Canadian counterparts. That there's no difference. So I don't know how they worked that, but they 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 worked it out so that the pension is the same. But now, if you're starting to, like to talk about, okay, well, players will get paid in Canadian or, or U.S. dollars depending on where you play. I think you would have to start changing the benefits too because they're not um, earning the same.
0: Potentially, I would say so. But like the salaries are still on parity, right? And you're still again, you're paying into the same plan. So, I, I haven't looked at it. So, you bring up a good point. Yeah. What happens to the benefits from there? I'm not really I, sure. I just but think, but I think, and that, yeah. I think again, that's trying to stay close. And
1: again, that's extra. The biggest problem is the cap. Does, it, does that fix it? I think it does. Um, but that'd be tough to put in, though. And you, there'd be a lot of fluctuations. That's the only issue. I think Canadian teams would have like, periods of boom and bust. And I think uh, yep, clearly see that. And then like, there'd be, it'd be very difficult from the plan because what if the exchange rate suddenly goes up? They have to probably shed cap space then. If uh, it probably, it,
0: but like, that's the thing, like all we're dealing here is, is in business cycles, which we do now anyways with the cap, yeah, whereas the NHL made certain revenue or not. And I'm sure these teams have, and you know, you can't
1: accurately predict the exchange, but they must have economists or finance experts or analysts who can say, it looks like the king dollar is going to go up in this year and they can yeah, plan that way. So if, sure. if teams don't have that, then I think that that's their own fault.
0: Yeah. Like, and they should, can contract have... that out. But when they, they plan themselves out every year, they don't, they don't need someone on the books all year long to have that. Yeah, so I mean, I think your idea is good. I think mine's better. It's just Okay, you know, what what is your idea? So that my it's so idea much is that it should be like it's a lot more written simple. in tablets.
1: It's a lot. It's a lot more simple. Uh, yeah, uh, simple
0: isn't always good.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's good when the NHL is concerned because you don't have to change contract rules. All okay, I that I don't great. know if the NHL currently does this, and I, I assume each individual Canadian team currently does this, but it's in, getting getting involved in currency exchange futures. So, for those of you who don't oh know, God, a future is yeah. basically like. You know, you enter into a quinto contract saying that at X date, I'm going to give you a thousand Canadian dollars, you're going to give me this, ma- this much US dollars
0: back. And Can there's Can I just like- ask you one thing? Yeah, of course. Are you employed by the futures industry of Canada or something? Because you no. always bring up futures. Is that no, what I think is that futures are very good. You know what? They're very good for
1: businesses because what futures do it allows you to predict. You eliminate uncertainty. That's the point of a future. So what it means is like to make it very simple. Let's say there's a corn farmer who wants who's worried about the price of corn going up or down. He enters into a futures contract with a corn buyer who yeah. thinks that let's say he's the corn buyer thinks the price of corn is going to go up. The corn sellers worried the price of corn is going to go down. So they enter a futures contract where they both agree on the price today. So that they're both protected from either the price went up in the case of you know the corn buyer, right. both betting
0: on what the price yeah or the be. price
1: going down in the case of the corn seller. So they're both protected and they can make better planning because what futures does is it allows you to plan. You don't have to, it eliminates uncertainty entirely. I think it's one of the greatest inventions in financial history because well, it, I don't, don't know me. about it's that, absurd.
0: but keep going. I would, I
1: would agree with that. So for a currency, it's obviously the same thing where you enter a futures yep. contract and you say, "I'm going to give you a thousand Canadian dollars. You give me back eight hundred U.S. dollars." Boom! Simple. You don't have to worry about the exchange; you're going up or down because it doesn't matter.
0: So, this is the league entering into futures contracts with every Canadian team. No, this is what. That's they, right. This is different. So, I think the
1: league has, as a whole, has far more purchasing power than like individual Canadian teams. Even like, because you know, the league is the amalgamation of all the teams. So, yeah. inherently, you know, the Oilers aren't going to have as much purchasing power as the league. And when you have more purchasing power, you can get better deals. You know, we all agree with that. I think it's like you buy in bulk. Yeah, so exactly. I you know cuz futures contracts they generally come in units of a set amount i think it's like you can get millions so i think that the NHL center several of these futures contracts they probably need hundreds of millions of dollars cuz each the cap is what 78 million per Yeah. Uh, and basically the futures contract is saying you know that you're going to give you this many us dollars you give us or this many canadian dollars you give us back this much usd and right. the so into how all these often
0: dis- do you gamble
1: what's do I gamble? Yeah, you personally. I don't gamble. But the yeah, futures so contract is gambling though. It's eliminating the gamble. You're no, gambling, you're, you're, you're no, you're, you're gambling, gambling. With someone
0: else. You're saying no, no, I no, bet no. you that this is what's no, going to happen. No, no. And the yeah, other this guy goes, like I will not
1: just cuz in stocks you don't know whether the price is going to go up or down. In the futures contract you know what the price is. Boom, that's it. Cuz a futures contract it directly goes against gambling. I'm not sure what you're talking about here. So let me just
0: educate you for a little bit. Yeah, but that's you're, you're betting that the price is going to be a certain price. No, you're right? no, no. What you're betting is you're putting the price. It's like it's going to I, I pay I'll pay you a dollar for this, but you don't know what it's actually going to be. Oh, exactly, and that's
1: that's when the gambling comes in because, like, let's say you don't enter into futures contract, you're gambling that whether or not the the currency is going to go up or down, but you have no idea. It's called that's called uncertainty. That's called you're just hoping that it it works. Figure it stays where it is. You can Okay.
0: Yeah, maybe I didn't understand something there, but like that, it still seems like you, you can lose that, can't you?
1: You could, yeah. So I, I even touched this in my piece that if let's say the exchange rate suddenly goes up and you would get you know you know more USD per Canadian dollar. You know, than what you're currently entered into, the NHL would obviously lose because. And can't, can't you
0: have like derivatives off of that?
1: You can, and that's where I think the NHL would have to work into this. Like, do they want to have. Because you can have derivatives to protect you in your futures contract. Like, so how would how, how they lose is like, let's say that they would give a thousand, they enter a contract saying that they would get a thousand USD, I mean, for 1200 Canadian. But let's suddenly say so the exchange rate goes up. So instead of getting a thousand USD back, they would have gotten fifteen hundred USD back. Right. Obviously, the NHL lost, you know, five hundred USD,
0: or could have, you could, have, could have, have gained.
1: They could have gained, but technically, they didn't, they lose, didn't lose anything. Yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't bet. They just right? get as much. But alternatively, if the if the Canadian dollar was worth less, you know, they would they would have they gotten saved. fewer, right? So That's they right. they saved money. So what a US what a futures does is it basically. You're not doing it for profit. You're doing it generally to stay stable. You're doing it saying, I like where the exchange rate is now. I like this futures contract, and I want the exchange rate here. And even if you don't like it, at the very least, it allows you to plan. So you don't have to worry about the exchange rate going up or down. You totally get rid of that uncertainty. So yeah. my point is that I think individual Canadian teams do this. I, I'm not sure, but I would assume they would because they'd be stupid not to. Well, but they have smaller purchasing power. I think like, the Toronto Maple Leafs could get a far better deal than. Or the Winnipeg group. Jets, yeah. or the Winnipeg Jets, exactly. So, I, I, what I, I
0: get I, I like it in so much as you can set the price, yeah, right? Saying, I'm setting it this, but you still don't have control of that because you have to have, you have two parties that have to set that price, right? yeah. So, you, you need like the seller and the buyer have to agree, like
1: they would have to agree on a futures contract. And yeah. I think Dan Hill could do that, and this is why I think that Dan Hill do it as a whole will be better because they have so much more money right? This they can throw, I'll give you a million of this if you give me back this, whereas I don't think Canadian teams would do that. Right. And, you know, my point is also that the Canadian teams would have to be willing to enter this, so this is where it gets a little complex, because I don't think, for this to work, you'd have to have every single Canadian team forced to take, page. to yeah. exchange, like, the futures with the NHL. So how I think it would work at the end is, like, let's say like, the Canadian teams would go directly to the NHL, utilizing the futures contracts that the NHL has right. to exchange their revenue for USD. So what this means is Canadian teams cannot enter into deals of their own. Because I think if they did, you would have one team who would get more, like, a, would get a different rate, and suddenly the currency NHL... have deals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the NHL can fund. So let's say if, if, team, if the Toronto Maple currently have a deal with, like, a bank to get futures, you'd have to cut that, and they'd have to go directly to the NHL. So obviously that's, like, more, like, totalitarian, that you're eliminating the freedom of the NHL teams. But I think if you what this yeah, would do.
0: But yeah. If okay, you had okay, one right.
1: team that was not going to go through, then suddenly the whole thing's kibosh, because the whole point of this is to eliminate uncertainty. But you'll have one team entering in, yeah, into the Yeah, because the
0: idea you're trying to propose is that all Canadian teams operate along the same lines. Exactly. And, and that fine. they
1: plan. They can yeah. plan better. And this way they, they know that I know what the exchange is going to be. It doesn't matter what happens outside, we can set the cap earlier and better. You know? And that's my point. Well obviously there's there's problems with it, but I think that it eliminates yeah, the biggest thing. I just
0: I really don't like the idea of the NHL essentially becoming some sort of central bank or exchange rate Yeah, I think business. it would be an exchange
1: rate hub. Like, it'd become its own little stock market or its own yeah. little for currency currency exchange where the NHL teams would come and just change where their current. Where it's got
0: to get into a business of speculating in the market, going, okay, we have to know where the exchange rate is going to be. Well, I think it would, it, you'd eliminate speculation, I think, because the whole Well, they know, is that do are right? setting like the price. If, yeah. They're not going to want to set the price when
1: it's going to go up. Exactly. Well, I... See, even then, though, there's always the thing that they don't—you don't, don't know—with with currencies because it's so much different than a stock. Like, because you can't right. look. So anything can happen.
0: Yeah, and I think
1: and this every think little
0: the, thing could like look unrest in the U.S. You know, there, there's political tensions. There's, yeah, look no, at the, the Brexit. No one look at the Brexit. No one ever thought David
1: Cameron would. Call the vote, he did, which shocked everyone, and the, and the, the pound fell by 20%. Can well, it's you not
0: that he actually, called the vote that if the, the, the results of the vote,
1: yeah, or the result, or the but I think a lot of people didn't think he'd call it because he was stupid to call it. No, but he and, was
0: stupid to call it, but pe- people he, he had promised it in an election, right? And okay, he, so he had promised it, so people knew as soon as he promised it, people would go, Well, that's stupid. And then when it happened, they're like, Well, this is going to be whatever, we, we know it's going to happen. So that's a
1: surprise, yeah, no one thought it was going to happen, and it did exactly. And, and nobody thought thought saw how happen. the pound fell,
0: and Like crazy. You know,
1: you could suggest that something in Quebec could happen, where you know you never think Quebec would separate, but they've a strong separatist sort of. They could at least
0: push a referendum. They could push a a referendum. referendum, There's uncertainty.
1: By some miracle, it passes. Can you imagine the the fallout of that for the U.S. dollar? Even
0: then, like as soon as polls come back, if if polls come back saying that the referendum might pass, well, you're growing in political uncertainty in in Canada. It'll be that affects the the dollar. Yeah, People are going to start shipping out their investments, and exactly. there goes the exchange rate. And if you have
1: futures, you, you you get rid of that. And I think what they'd have to do, yeah. obviously, there's fees. Futures are not free. You have to No, pay. obviously. That's right. So it would cost them more money. But, but I, th-
0: I think your counterpoint to that is how much is it costing them now to change their dollars? Exactly. How much
1: is it costing them to like plan this out every year Whereas if you just enter in a re- yearly cycle of... Futures and futures and futures and futures. Like yeah. and do short term ones. You can do like year over year, or you can enter into long term ones if you really want to. But I think it eliminates. That's going to cost
0: you more because you got to you got to buy more, right? Exactly. The whole so, point here is that you would the Canadian teams would buy their 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 cap right from the NHL, saying, okay, well the cap is thirty seventy three million. Um, NHL teams instead of you going to the bank and paying for like however to however much money to convert your millions of dollars into seventy three. Just come to us. just come, exactly, come to us, buy it. And we'll give you a, a better, a cut rate No, obviously,
1: the, yeah, the teams would have to be willing to do that. I don't see why they wouldn't, but, you know, maybe they have
0: preference. If they can get a better rate, I don't see why not either.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's basically like you're just doing a bigger person power. So I think your solution, it's, it, there's more uncertainty, but it costs less. I think With it's mine,
0: more plausible, because at this point, it's just changing a rule, right? However.
1: Well, I think mine might be, because all you're doing, you don't have to change anything. You just enter into a contract.
0: Well, you're you just changing gotta, the whole business structure of each and every franchise.
1: Yeah, you would if, if assuming franchises have current exchange agreements, which I think we can both agree they probably do. There's no way
0: they. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I don't. I don't see how else. Like they may not. Like I right. said, maybe they, they're like you and they at toward, least the top like, these three dollars teams. in their basement.
1: At least the top three teams. I don't know if maybe Edmonton can't afford to enter into contracts like that. I doubt it. But at least you know the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Habs, and maybe the Canucks. They've got to
0: mm-hmm. have a Listen, all, all of these teams operate with revenues within the millions, right? So yep. it's possible. So- it's entirely possible. They might not even be in futures because they have something else that we've never heard of.
1: Yeah, one thing I don't like about mine, though, and I will admit this, is the loss of control. I think individual teams should have the right to control things, but man, the, the way the cap works now, it just doesn't work. It, it There's problems with it, and you have to fix it. So you got to, you got to, nothing, it's a zero sum game,
0: right? You got to give something up to loot to gain something. Yeah, right? exactly. You it's not it. a win win in this yeah. regard. I believe in win win. I'm not a realist like you. Yeah. But- in this case, it's really yeah. It's really no, a zero sum game when you're talking when you deal about with money, money. There's, there's, there's only solution. so much money. Exactly. So,
1: I, I mean, I don't mind your solution. I just think it, there's still uncertainty with it, right? As you well, as you mentioned,
0: both of our solutions have uncertainties. But the but idea I think, here isn't that these are perfect solutions, because there's no such thing as a perfect solution. Is that it's the attempt of trying to find one? Yeah. And I think it's just like this Hegelian dialectic, where you're saying, okay, we need we need to have a central bank. That controls the exchange rate, and I say, well, no, just let them float it. So yeah. there's somewhere in the middle where you can probably do both. Where you, have I think, a, in the middle, is more likely, yeah. It's like just finding how you that do out. it, and, and you know,
1: however they do that, potential. But I think we can both agree they've got to fix something because the way it currently is now, it's it's not it's not sustainable. There's Assuming just,
0: the Canadian dollar stays where it is, you're right, it's not sustainable, and it's gonna it's a detriment to Canadian teams, which like you said. Two of the three highest valued teams in the league are Canadian, and I think
1: the Canucks are in the top like six, six so. at least. And
0: this is all based off Forbes's numbers. I'm yeah, sure like, McLean's might yeah. have another number, yeah, numbers or you know whatever financial might. And there's in hey, the hey look, and the
1: valuation of these teams probably changes with a Canadian dollar. You know, like Absolutely. if, if the Canadian dollar drops suddenly, all of the revenues are less than the value like drops the before, team. and then the value of the league drops as a whole, right? Because if your top two teams are suddenly dropping in value, so does your league.
0: Well look, the value of the Canadian dollar has been dropping for the last four years. Right. In twenty twelve it was up to a dollar something and it's now down to seventy seven. Whereas their expenses probably go
1: up. And, they're, they're like, the revenues are going down because of the dollars. So I think, yeah, there's definitely... It could be argued that the revenue isn't increasing as much as it used to because of that. No, it's definitely not. So I think they definitely have to change something. If you readers have any other ideas, just like, feel free to shoot them. I, I racked my brain around it. This is the best I could come up with.
0: Yeah, this and, is the best it, I could come up with in a couple of days.
1: And come <laughs> up with something real. Like, you know, don't suddenly say that, oh, let's just have the U.S. and the Canadian dollar use the same currency, you know, to operate. That's never going to happen. You know, don't, don't start saying that. We like, can create, create a giant, what? you know... North American zone. It's not going to happen.
0: Oh, so rearrange macroeconomic policy across yeah. North America. That's a solution of I course. saw online.
1: I was looking. So some people suggested, hey, you know what? Why don't just the U.S. and Canada become one nation like the, like the European Union? I'm like, well, well look how course. that's turned out. Then that you have perfect. Greece. Yeah, it's like it's, I,
0: I like that idea in in a way. I I like the supra. Uh, nationalist governments
1: i certainly But don't. like
0: it just doesn't it it, it, it can't work it, yeah, I can't. like to do this for hockey is ridiculous yeah uh, i don't but, like you know that's the dumbest thing yeah i, I generally agree with the solution i actually as, saw it online before, and but, it just tells me there's a lot of people who don't know what the hell they're talking about no well they know what they're talking about they just don't realize how ridiculous that is yeah okay fair enough fair enough so yeah send us your suggestions uh, make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes. That's how we survive. Well, we don't We don't get paid but, for this. Well, no. It, it's how other people will eventually talk about us. And, and if you get paid for this much, then I'm going
1: to have to ask you where's some of my moolah because I've It's, never... all,
0: it's all locked up in futures, Is buddy. It? Okay.
1: <laughs> sounds good, at least I'm certain what it's going to be then.
0: <laughs> it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, everyone, rate and review on iTunes, and don't forget to call your mothers.
1: Call your bank, actually, and get some good deals
0: right now. What? You can reach the guys on Facebook at facebook.com slash lineofoffense, on Twitter at TLO Mitch or at TLO and by email at the line of offense at gmail.com.